Hello, this is Sean McCangus, and this is episode 16 of the Highland League podcast, season 2. This week's guest is for Martin Stryker, Connor Geffens. In this podcast, he talks about starting out at Ross County, starring in an Irish team that beat the Dutch, who had Ian Robin in the team. And much more. Hope you enjoy this interview. Connor, what got you into football at first? You no, know, I used to travel around the county with him. He was a very talented footballer himself. Um, could have went way further than what he did, but um, chose not to. Um, you know, and, and uh, he played in the same team as Shea Given when Shea Given was spotted originally uh, at 16. So just really from watching my dad that's where it all came from and my friends at school and all as well were they were really into football and, and my school was very good with like football competitions and tournaments and and uh, like individual competitions as well um so just mainly the drive from there so you played for um for Celtic um... well I was only it was the it was the Sunday senior team actually and I was only 13 14 when I was playing for it for them sorry and uh it it, it hardens you up as, as you would say you know you're gonna hit by men you know and I was well prepared for it and and obviously playing the Gaelic football at home as well it, it was obviously a tough sport so it, my dad had no quorums with me with me uh, playing on the Sunday um so yeah it was it was a good it was a good uh, tester for me before I went across the water um so so what's the story behind because I was reading how you were 16 year old and you were playing at the Ian Rush tournament if I'm right yeah yeah we play I played for Ulster schools um we used to have the Ian Rush tournament um, way back in the well, it was it must have been over 20 years ago now and uh, fortunately I was picked to go um to go over the the Ian Rush tournament in Wales and the first game we played against Port Vale and I scored a hat-trick in that game. We beat them 3-2. Unfortunately for me, uh, Danny McDonald, uh, Ronnie Duncan and Fiona McWilliams were all watching that game at that time, you know. So we were 2-0 down and I came and scored a hat-trick. And, and as from that moment on, they watched me for throughout the rest of the tournament. We actually played Ross County uh, on the next game we, and we, we beat them 2-1, I believe. Um, so, yeah, they, and I got injured when I was there and, and they help treat me and things like that you know so it was a real good insight of what um, they would do for me you know and and from then on they asked me to come over on trial and which I did I think I was only 14 at the time when I came over and I actually met Ross County first team in Stranraer <laughs> when they were down playing my dad put me on the ferry over and came up in the team bus with them at that time and sat beside the lovely man Davy Patience the whole way up the road and still very good friends with them to this day and uh, from then on did the trials um, did relatively well played in a game for them against Morton I believe it was down in Morton and did okay didn't score anything but um, Danny asked me if I would uh, come and sign you know and, and, and it was always every boy who loves football's dream to, to play professional football and mm. and from that moment on I, I said yeah absolutely you know and, and this was my chance but, and he said that he wanted me to finish my year in school and I came home and I said I'm not finishing no year in school I'm going as soon as possible so 
my mum and dad knew what I was like. They knew that um, that's all I ever wanted to do and they would never see me without a football under my arm at a young age. And they said, if you want to go now, you can go now. It's up to you. And I says, well, I'm ready to go. So left Ireland at 15 and came on my own all the way to the north of Scotland. So, so how, how, how did you find it? Did you adjust quite quickly because you were so keen on the opportunity and focused on it? Yeah, I think I think my mum and dad were pretty comfortable with me going on my own at that age, because like back home I was always on the go. You know, I wouldn't. They would always give me my time to come home at say eight o'clock, but I wouldn't come home till like ten. But they knew I was pretty streetwise in a sense, and they knew where I was and, and things like that. You know, so they were pretty comfortable with me doing that. Um, I did uh, obviously moving away. I was a wee bit thinking. Goodness me, you know, I'm on my own now. I had my mum and dad for the whole time. and But I adjusted really, really quickly to it, you know. I was in a, in a digs in Dingwall with 12 other guys, you know, and this young Irish guy coming over and amongst 13 other guys who are all from Scotland and close by to home and all. And you would think that uh, I would struggle. But no, they were really good good guys and, and we got on really, really well. And to be fair, we all looked after each other. So that obviously helped an awful lot and obviously the people who were in the digs they were like um, they had kids of their own in, in the property so they were parents and they knew the how to help help us if we needed and things like that so no it was, it was it was relatively straightforward you know you're going to training every day you're going you're turning up and you're doing what you wanted to do from your wee boy you know so I always thought what's well, not to love about it you know and, and it just kicked on from there really so what was what would you say was the first time you thought here I can go and, and make a break in terms of making appearances for the first team. There was no real, there was no real sort of pinpoint moment. You know, I think that I was very, very fast when I was younger, like probably too fast for my body. You know, in a sense, that's why my hamstrings probably were not as strong as what they should have been. You know, and I think that that was a huge point for likes of Neil Cooper. You know, like seeing what I could maybe give him differently. Uh, that out ball and the rawness that and the eagerness and determination that I had in a game, you know, like with no fear at that age. And I think that that sort of maybe pushed me on, you know, and, and there was a good core of us there at a the time, you know, like myself and Don and Sid and, and Craig Campbell and Sean Webb, like we all came through it together, you know, and I think that that kind of showed how close we were. We were all determined to push on, you know, and, and I think that there was maybe, I think I don't think Neil had any quorums about putting us on. He knew what he was going to get from us. So what was Neil Cooper like as as a manager? Oh, he was excellent. He was excellent. He was great for the kid, for the younger boys. You know, like he uh, his enthusiasm was just incredible. You know, you went into training every day. You knew that training was going to be tough and hard because he was a tough, hard player. But you knew that there was going to be a a good laugh about it and all you know there was no not too serious but if you didn't do that what was asked then it would become serious you know so you just knew every day you were going to go into a, a bubbly character you know and, and that helps you know like if you went into a training every morning you had an old school manager who was just like a drill sergeant then mm-hmm. things might have been different you know but it's just oh, he was just absolutely superb for the boys like he was amazing was it also his because you were saying how he was very good with young players did he give you so much belief um, in terms of you can do this? 
Yeah, absolutely. He, he just basically told you to go and do what you want to do. Go and free reign. You're here because you've done well. You're here because you've done what you've done in the park. Just go and um, replicate it for the first team, basically. You know, and Danny McDonald was he was massive for the younger boys. Like to this day, I still speak to Danny. You know, and he was a huge influence in, in all the young boys' careers. You know, like you could be getting beat ten now, and Danny's still throwing enthusiasm, mm. and he's like giving you belief and things like that. You know, so Danny's got a massive part to do. And all of the, the younger boys have come through, you know. But then that rubbed off on Neil as well, you know, because it, when I made my debut, Danny was actually in as assistant manager. So I don't know whether that helped me get in my debut or not, but it it all worked well for me on the day, you know. So yeah, I think those both guys they were they were just excellent for us, like at the time, and they were excellent for me. They just gave you the belief to just go and play, you know, just do what you needed to do. So, so what do you remember about your your senior debut for for county? I remember that week so well, so well. One of the most memorable weeks of my life. Everything you've done from when you were six, seven, eight, all the way until that moment. You know, you worked hard for it, and you sacrificed so much for it, and and to take the ball by the horns like I did on that day, then it couldn't have worked any better for me. They scored two goals on my debut against uh, centre half who played for my country, who I watched growing up, Alan Kernan, mm. when he was a Clyde. Was I remember years before that I used to run on. I was at some soccer schools um, in Ireland. I finished second in all of Ireland, and I ran on the park that day when we got tickets to go to watch the game, and I was asking him for my autograph, or you know, asking him for his autograph, and. And then to play against them, you know, and to score two against them on my debut was just was just amazing, you know. And and to this day, I'll, I'll never forget the buzz that, that I got on that day, you know. And I think maybe that set me up then to, for that next few years at Ross County, you know. After that, I had signed my first professional contract with, with Ross County. And then a few days later, Neil called me into the office and he said, uh, he, th- he threw a bit of paper at me across the desk and he, he laughed and he says, "What do you think about that?" And I looked down and it was a, it was an Ireland um, letter, mm. and it had said that you've been called up to the Ireland under 18 squad and you are going to Portugal in three days. Mm. <laughs> so, like, for a, a a week of starting off the week as just a YT to making your debut, scoring two goals, getting a pro contract, and getting playing for your country, it, it was a week I'll never forget in a hurry. So, how how did you find playing? for your, your country because I was reading up you've been called up a few times there was a spell uh-huh. in 2003 um, when you went out to Abu Dhabi with um, before the World uh-huh. Cup for the under 20s um, yeah so what are your best memories memory obviously was my, my first time ever playing for them you know um, played Portugal we actually drew 0-0 that game which was a bit of an anti-climax but we the standing for the national anthem was just was just amazing, you know, that, like, I know, obviously, it's under-19s and that, or under-18s, but to stand there with the National Anthem was just incredible, you know, and for, I'd, back in them days, it was not many regular flights, so I, I found myself, I get myself buses and boats and planes to, mm. to get where I needed to get to, but I, honestly, I would have travelled weeks and weeks to get there to play for them, you know, and uh, I was, I got there and I looked at the team sheet and I was looking at, personnel and it was Man United, Man United, Liverpool, Liverpool, Man City, Newcastle, Sunderland, 
and I'm and then at the bottom was Connor Gethins, Ross County. <laughs> now these guys back twenty odd twenty years ago would have been thinking who for starters is Ross County and who's Connor Gethins, you know. So but I was quite I was quite confident in myself, you know, and and I played more than than these guys might have actually thought, you know. Um and I felt I did relatively well, you know. There was a few very special memories. Um, we played in the European qualifiers. We played Holland. And over in Holland, we beat them 2-1. And I remember the game very well. Uh, he, he started me in that game. I played up front as a, in, a, in a front three, you know. And, and John Daly was um, the main striker that day. So I played off him. And we beat them 2-1. And we left buzzing you know we brought them back to Ireland and we drew with them 0-0 so we qualified for the European Championships but I always have a laugh with the guys now and I'll tell them that the certain players that were playing in the Holland team like Robin Schneider <laughs> De Jong Jan Huntelaar and I always have a laugh and say well guys they're going to play in the Champions League tonight and I'm going to play in the Highland League Cup <laughs> you know so it's funny how different people's paths take them you know and but I I remember well playing against Robin because he was on the left and I played on the right and you could tell that this guy was just amazing, you know, and you're obviously going to go far and, and he did. What a career he's had. So who, who were in, in those squads? Who were the, the standout players that you played with? Um, Kevin Doyle committed later on. Um, he went on to have an amazing career. John Daly was there. Glenn Whelan was in the team. Um... Sean Dillon, who had a great career in Scotland, was there. There was a few goalkeepers that, um, that were there, but they they were they were mainly uh, Premier Leagues like subkeepers. You know, they never really played. Brian Murphy played for QPR for for years. Stephen Elliott was at Hearts and and Sunderland. Um, a boy called Sean Thornton, who at the time was sold. Um, Sunderland had bought him for a million pounds at the time. Now. He was an amazing talent, but he just uh, he went on that slippery slope, you know. Mm. The best player that probably I think that came out of that whole bunch was Keith Fahey. He obviously had a great career in England with like Birmingham and things like that. And I he was I played against him in Ireland as well when he sort of went on the retirement route, and he was just he was one of the best players that I've ever played against. Technically amazing and just quick and just knowledge of the game was very very good you know so yeah they, those guys were probably the main guys that were in that team that went on and had a, a really good career so go, going back to to county um <laughs> after we well you went you went on loan um briefly to <clears throat> sterling albion how how did you find that when you look back at it I probably should have done better. You know, you're you're playing for Ross County for so long, and you're you're one of the fans' favourites, for example, and you're and you're doing well. Did you think you're doing well? You know, and and Alex Smith came in, and Alex Smith was a good lad. You know, like good man, just good, just a really nice guy. You know, but just obviously, I don't think he clicked to me as which I had hoped. You know, and he took in his own players from from. Uh, Dundee United and things, you know, and 
and I would say that myself and Jimmy Bone clashed an awful lot. Like, mm. I don't hold my tongue very much, you know, and I should have when I'm a young boy and uh, always bite back. And we used to have a few uh, disagreements and stuff. But I probably went, no, no, probably. I went to Stern and Albion with a chip on my shoulder, basically thinking, why am I going down here? I shouldn't be going down here. Um, but I should have done better when I was down there. And I know that when anybody asks me that now, I'll tell them that myself, you know. And I don't know, I think it might have been 21, 22 when I went down there and should have done better. Should have done a lot better than what I did. I did I scored a few goals and things, but going down on the train on a Thursday night and staying down and coming back on a Saturday night and, and things like that, you know. So, yeah, disappointed in myself, you know, in, in that sense. But I always knew that if I could have a chance to go back, I would... I would try and work hard and things the Ross County and and things things picked up a wee bit for me. You know, there was there was a few disagreements along the way between myself and Alex Smith, uh, for example. Um, I went away with Ireland and and that, uh, regarding the dates and the years, I'm not entirely sure. But myself and Alex had a huge fallout um, when I went away with Ireland. I went away. We played Czech Republic and in in Dublin and before that I was playing regularly yeah. with Ross County and, and, and failed I was doing okay you know scoring goals now and again and when I went away to Ireland I scored it was my first actually goal for Ireland and I came back and while I was away there was a game which a couple of strikers had scored two hat-tricks mm-hmm. so I came back from Ireland and I was in the stand for 13 weeks mm. never played because these other guys had scored and everything and, and and that was that was really one of my points that really annoyed me at the time you know I, I left Ross County playing doing well when I came back from playing for my country and scoring I was in the stands for 13 weeks you know and I think the relationship kind of broke down from there you know and and uh, and, and that year it was the World Cup year for Ireland, you know, for, for the under twenty one World Cup, and my Ireland manager phoned me up and he said, uh, "Can't take you, Connor. You know, you've done really well for us." And he says, "I really want you in the team, but I can't take you because you're not playing regularly mm. since you've come back from the last game." And and that was a real sore point for me, you know. And I'll always remember that we played Cali, and we were the three the three three game. We were three 0 down, and mm. I come on. Steve McGarry scored an absolute screamer that day on the last for the for the to make it three each, and I always remember that he sort of set, he stood me up after the game and said, "This boy's changed the game," you know, and that was nice to hear, you know, that I still had that in his head, you know, and after the, on the next day we were training, he says, "Can I have your Ireland manager's number?" And I says, "What for?" And he says, Cause "I think you should go to the World Cup." And I, me being me, and everybody knows me. And those that I'm like, I just says, no, I'm not giving you. And he said, why? And I says, well, I'm sorry, but you've sort of ruined that fun for me in a sense. But maybe I've ruined that. I probably ruined that myself, you know. Mm. But he, he was very taken back by it. And I says, I'm not giving you his number. And and uh, I think from then on, things sort of deteriorated for us, you know. But that was just me being honest. And, and that's just how I am. In life, you know, I'm very honest. If somebody asks me an opinion, I'll give them a straight answer, basically. So, so after that, you moved back to to Ireland. Um, uh-huh. you went to Binhart. So, how how did you find that being back 
um, back home. No, it sort of came up top of me. Like um, I had no option but to do that in a sense because that season when Alex says that he wasn't offering me a contract, you know, like as a young boy still, like your world kind of comes crashing down, especially when you're away from home. Hmm. You can't just like go 20 miles up the road to your parents' house, you know, and I was sort of no man's land because I didn't have an agent or anything like that. And I actually had trials to go down to Millwall at the time. And a month before that happened, I dislocated my shoulder back home. And that puts you out for four months immediately. So you're at the start of pre-season. You're injured for four months. Nobody wants you. So you're thinking, well, what do you do now? This is everything you've done the last five years is just gone. And... Finn Harps, I got myself back fit and got myself that arm back working properly again and Finn Harps came in and said, listen, we would like you to come back for our last 13 games. We're trying to stay in the league. Um, can you come back and help us? And I said to my dad, I was like, right, okay, let's do it. I was going home again um, and it felt good at the time. It felt good, you know, it felt good that somebody wanted you again. So I did it, you know, and I did really, really well there at that at that that final thirteen games, and it taught me a lot going into a different league. You know, it taught me a lot as sense that you need to work your socks off again. You need to pick things up from where you left off, and and things like that. You know, scored a few goals. wasn't playing up front, but I was playing on the wing. But that was okay at the time, you know. And then I had the options then at the end of the season to sign for them again and I, I took it because I felt that I was happy again I was playing relatively well I had a manager that, that had believed in me and and I did I signed, I signed on for the for the extra two years and I'm, I'm glad I did to be honest Yeah so what, what were your, your favourite memories being there? We favourite memories was probably winning promotion to the Premier at the time and in that year, I won. I was top goal scorer, and I won the the players' player of the year for the league. You know, and and that was. I think when you win that accolade, it's it's really special because over two hundred guys is voting for you to be the best in the league. You know, so that's always lovely to have. Obviously, we didn't win the league that year. We got promoted by playoff. We we lost out in the league by a point on the last game of the season, but. Obviously, never got the league, but got that accolade at the end of it, which made it a wee bit better, you know, for me personally. Um, but yeah, that was probably my most special moments. There was a lot of moments throughout that season, um, scoring winning goals and things like that last minute of the game in front of like 5,000 local people who know you and their neighbours and things like that, you know. So there's very special memories like that there and... Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed my time at Finn Harps, to be honest. Is there much difference, like, when you were playing in Scotland for Ross County and and in Ireland? Is what kind of football? Is it slightly different? or At the time, um, it might have been a, maybe a, 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 maybe a division less than the, than the Premier in hmm. Scotland. You know, it was tough. Um tough tough league like different type of football you know like 
more physical and yeah, a more physical league than than it was in Scotland at the time. Obviously, at Ross County there were some real quality players, so I would say maybe like a a division less than maybe Ross County at the time, you know, and maybe that was my level. I don't know, you know, but I seemed to flourish in it, and I think had the players and had the managers around me that it kind of believed in me, you know, and I think a lot of players need that at times, and yeah, it was it's a good standard. Um, probably, yeah, I would say maybe a, a, a league lesser than, than it was at Ross County. Um, so you ended up coming, coming back to Scotland to join Peter um, Head, so how, how did that all come about, and what was the main reason for, for coming back over here? Well, we, my wife, uh, at the time, she she wanted to move home and she came home for um, a, a weekend. Um, she was a wee bit homesick at the time, to be honest. Um, so she said that she wanted to go home and see her mum and dad. So I said, yeah, that's fine. You know, this was coming towards the end of the Finn Harp season. And I said, yeah, that's fine. And when she came home, she went to look at a business opportunity with her mum and it became attractive to her and, and she's done really well in it and she still has it to this day. And she basically phoned me up and says, I'm not coming back to Ireland. So I was thinking, goodness me, what for, you know? And she goes, oh, I've got this business opportunity with my mum and I think we should take it. And I think you should maybe try and get football back here. And I says, listen, right, okay, that's fine. You stay, I'll finish out the season. And when I get our house rented out, I says, I'll come back. And in that time, I was doing a few phone calls back to Danny and I spoke to uh, Kenny Gilbert at the time and he put me in touch with... Neil Cooper again, who was at Peterhead. And so I went, came back, and I'll be honest with you, at the start I was a mile off it because I didn't get back until the end of January and I didn't have, I didn't train as much as I should have trained and I came back and I wasn't fit enough at the time to when I went to Peterhead and and then Neil offered me a new contract anyways at the end of the season and I'll be honest with you, it just didn't work out well. You know, I was working Monday to Friday. I was mm. traveling through on a Friday night and staying in Peterhead or I was staying, going down to Perth the other weekend. And I, it wasn't ideal, you know, all the traveling things wasn't wasn't great. And it, I scored a few goals, did, did relatively well. Probably should have played more than I did. Um, but maybe that's because not training regularly and things like that, you know, so... Yeah, it was it was one of those times that I would like to forget, to be honest, because mm. it just wasn't good. You know, John Sheeran came in and took over, and, and I met John in a car park in Inverness. Um, he had a business up here at the time, and met him, and he asked me to sign again. And I, I just said, "Listen, it's it's not going to benefit me, and it'll not benefit you." And I think now I've travelled all over the country for many, many years, and I mm. think now. I was just we were just about to have my wee boy and things and I I said I'm maybe better just playing locally now and staying closer to home you know and trying to sort them out with and I had work and everything and he says yeah that's fine so and that's when I went to Nairn attracted you to to join Nairn it's simple to be honest um, Les was there played with Les at Ross County great lad Les is an absolute topper oh boy like you know like Les can talk the talk and he sort of brought me into it but. Stephen Mackay was there and David Hind and boys that I've known for a long time and Stephen's still to this day one of my good mates, you know, and he had been speaking to me and says, come on, well, you know, we could win the league and 
things like that and if it's just there's sometimes in football you just know when it's right you know and I just knew it was right as soon as I as soon as I signed and like Robbie Duncanson was there too and I played with Robbie at Ross County when we were at YTSs and I just I just felt right at the time you know and so I said to Les yeah let's go for it you know let's let's go and see what we can do and try and uh, try and help you win the league if we can you know so yeah that was pretty straightforward to be honest so do you think that was the, probably one of the key reasons you were so prolific, um, just the togetherness of the team, you knowing a lot of the players from your, your county days and stuff? Well, yeah, Stephen and Stephen, uh, David Hind and Dale Gillespie, they left the year after that I signed. So we had a year together and we were so we were so good, you know, it was myself and Sid and and Robbie up front with Dale behind us and like David Hind then and, and then Sean Webb and all as well. Like we were very, very like solid, you know, but there was just something missing. And I always say that if Sid and Dale and Hines he stayed for the following year, I think I truly believe that we would have won the league. Um, but they didn't they went on to Brora and, and you know, and they've done really, really well since they went there, you know, and there was just something about Nairn. There, it was weird. It was like you could be three 0 down, and you just, you just knew like we can come back and win this. You know, like the, the squad that we had and the team that we had the year that Brewer rumped the league. Like we just, we were very unlucky that year. That Brewer were just so good. You know, like we had such a good team, and we were just destroying other teams around us, and. We just couldn't catch them, you know. But yeah, massive togetherness in there, and like I think that's key in any football match or football team. You know, if you've got that, then you're nearly there. If you've got a bit of quality around you, you know. Yeah. So what what would you say was probably the, the missing ingredient just to get you over the line? Because you finished third. You you finished third um, in the league a, a few times with mm-hmm. there. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm just not sure. There's just. I'm not sure because we were scoring goals for fun. We we, we were relatively solid in defence, you know. Like I just I just don't know. I just can't pinpoint it. There's something missing. There clearly was, you know. But, but when you if I rattled off a team to you now, you'd be thinking, goodness me, like there's no there's no weak point or points in that team, you know. Certain things maybe lack of concentration at times. Like, like for example, when you if you looked at from front to back, it was like myself and Robbie Duncanson in behind at times with Stuart Leslie, mm. and then behind him was Toshi and Easter, and then you had Archie McPhee and Alan Pollock on either side of them. Like, wow, like that's that's going forward, that's devastating. And then you had the experience of Webby and Big Mo and, and Martin McDonald and and Callum Donaldson at the back. So like, there's no weakness there. Yeah. It just maybe as a maybe at times as as a togetherness, like we were just not there, you know, lack of concentration that sort of it maybe lost us or drawn us a game, you know, but that year that I just rattled that team off to you there, like mm. even a Daniel Moore in that team. Yeah. You know? But Brora were just too good. They were just unbelievable that year, like the Grant Monroe and boys like that. Maybe a, a Grant Monroe figure mm. would have maybe been that final nail for us you know to, to get over that line but I, can, I don't know it's difficult difficult to pinpoint it when you name that team but um, you seem 
to do well against the the senior clubs in the Scot- Scottish Cup, like um, when you beat Clyde, um, three two. What are your what are your memories from Scottish Cup trips? Love them, absolutely love them. <laughs> Just there was there's something about the Highland League in the Scottish Cup. It's weird. Yeah. I think maybe the lesser teams in in the lower leagues in Scotland maybe take the Highland League for granted, thinking that they're only Highland League players, but. I think there's a lot of players in the Highland League that could step into the Scottish lower leagues quite comfortably, but logistically, I don't think it's um, viable for them because you know with work and things like that. And as I say, you name that team off there, like that team alone would hurt any team in the Scottish league too. You know, but the Clyde game was special. It was, as I say, the Nairn team had like there's no. You never give up, you know, and I don't think the Clyde team expected that, you know. And Easter scored an absolutely amazing goal that day, and what he keeps reminding me about, keeps saying it's better than mine, but I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, and games like that, and games like the Farfra game, you know, like the Farfra game, like you can, there were three 0 down to Farfra in the Scottish Cup. We come back and draw them three each. Like that's that's Royal the Rover stuff, you know. You, that's the kind of football games that the fans want and the players want, you know. But we had a tough year that year. That was one of the toughest years that I've had emotionally um, with, obviously, a very close friend of mine, Wayne McIntosh. His little boy died at eight months old that year. Um, Robbie Duncanson had an issue as well with, on like along the same lines, you know, with his wee boy. And like it was weird, you know. Like we were, it was, and we went on an emotional roller coaster that couple of years in there. And I think that that brought the teams so close together, like you know. And like obviously, Wayne was with me last year, and we talk we talk about that circumstance a lot, you know. And and it was a it was a year that deserved a lot more than. Than what we got, like regarding league and, and medals and things like that, you know. And I think that a lot of that things like that that had happened had brought the team so close together, you know. Like we were there for Wayne, we were there for Robbie when everything when everything happened, and when you're there for them, you're there together, you know. So yeah, I think that a lot of that had had played its part, you know. And never say die, you know. What's what's about a what's forty five minutes of hurt and rolling up your sleeve when your when your teammates are at home grieving for their for their kids, you know, and and that's something that I'll always say, you know, like forty five ninety minutes of hurt is, will never be as long as what what these guys are still going through, you know. So I think that that's a huge factor in how near and where. So how how big of character was uh, Ali McLeod uh, at Nairn for you guys? Ali was one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet in football. Honestly, like, if I phoned Ali on a Monday night at midnight and I says, Ali, I really need your help. I need you to drive me to Ireland. Ali would get out of his bed and take you to Ireland. <laughs> That's the kind of character he was. Like, honestly, you'll never meet a nicer fella in football than, than Ali McLeod. Like, you know, just an absolute gentleman. And for a boy who was so young to have so many qualifications in football <laughs> for, like, coaching, like, I was surprised when he told me what he had. I said, geez, oh, you're, you're young and you've done so much in, in the game, you know, as long as well as what he, like he was, a, he was very busy with his work and all as well, you know, so, but not only that, but 
people don't people never knew the time Ali would go and speak to people, you know, like people that were needing a wee chat, Ali would go and speak to them, you know, and people don't know that about him and they never knew that about him. But good lad. Really miss him actually, you know, like speak about him a lot because of um he's he's he was Archie McPhee's uh, stepbrother, you know, so like Archie's still he goes out with my um, sister-in-law, so like we speak about him a lot, and to to think that it's over two years that Ali had died now is quite scary, you know. And it just shows you how time flies by, and yeah. takes, you, you kind of take for granted what you have. Yeah. And and Ali now he has a wee boy that's 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 here in his memory, you know. And, and it's amazing that that he unfortunately that he didn't get to actually see his wee boy, you know. But no, he's he was a top guy, like and. No, you'll not, you'll not forget Ali McLeod in the hurry, you know. But how how great was it? I remember seeing photos of you and all the guys celebrating with him when he scored against Forest. Yeah. yeah, he came back from his treatment and and uh, we all said if we scored we'll go to Ali, but I don't think we all quite knew that how <laughs> how fragile Ali was at the time, you know, and me and Robbie were pulling him to the ground and we were giving him wee rabbit digs and things like that, but he had a lining. <laughs> we didn't know that. <laughs> you know, we were jumping on him and things like that, you know, and that kind of gives you an idea what everybody thought of Ali, you know, he was he was just one of the boys as well, like, and he was a top, top man, like, and yeah, that photo, I actually got that photo for his, for his mother when, when he had sadly passed away, like, it was one of those photos that was up in the church and, yeah, it was quite emotional looking at that photo during the service you know it was it was nice it was a good memory so looking back at um so you won um back to back highland league player um of the year how how great yeah. was that um yeah special as i say when i got it in ireland it, it was special and then but then to win it three times in your career such to be recognized in that status is it's nice you know it, it is nice and the only one thing that i've never won is a league medal mm-hmm. and that's the only thing that i'm i'm missing you know but yeah that was that was nice to have you know and but it means nothing really whenever you don't win titles you know but on a personal note it is it's 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 nice you know and in the same year tb uh i got voted into the nairn team of the century as well like that's another massive one that it made my dad very proud as well, you know, like to be in the hundred years, you're in the best 11, you know, so that like Nairn years were some special years for me, you know, and, and the Nairn years is something that I'll never forget personally because um, great club, great fans, great team, um, just just uh, all around great five years in my career, to be honest. Yeah. Um. So when, when in 2016 you ended up leaving, um, obviously the ma- manager was leaving and there was a lot of um, movement behind the scenes. Um, what was your yeah. feeling behind that? Well, the decision had been made, you know, long before any decisions of the manager and, and, and the chairman had, had been made, you know. like I felt it came to the time that Nairn were sort of not as good as what as we were in the past. You know, we were still doing relatively well, but for Martin, we're up and coming really. Like you know, they were mm-hmm. they were really really challenging, and obviously the league is it the the thing that I'm missing. You know, and and I went on searching for the league. You know, um, 
I get a lot of stick for other things why I went <laughs> to for Martin, but uh, yeah. people don't know you. Mm. People don't know what your drive is. People don't know how determined you are to succeed in certain things. And and winning that league was is something that I've always wanted, you know. And it's the only thing I've missed. I've missed out on in my whole career, you know. So yeah, and that's why I went, you know. And sadly, it's not worked out as well as what we had all thought, but. Still, still driving towards it at 36, you know. I still want that, and still, still on the hunt for it, really, you know. So, but um, you've won um, you've won a, a Aberdeenshire Cup, a mm-hmm. Highland League Cup, and a Shield. You must, yep. you must be chuffed with that. Um, yeah, you... absolutely. Yeah, like I, that's what I'm saying. Like every footballer wants to, every footballer wants to to win things, you know. And I never had the Highland League Cup before I left there so I won that and I got the Aberdeenshire Cup and I got the Shield you know so I've done like the clean sweep of of all those trophies and the and the Inverness Cup and things like that so the league is the only thing that I'm missing out on you know so hopefully that's something that we can push on towards this year you know but football's a funny funny old world things can change quickly you know so you just don't know who knows yeah so you just signed a, a one-year contract mm-hmm. four months ago. So so how are you, how are you feeling um, ahead of eventually when the season eventually starts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I spoke to Paul then. The season he presented his plans for the season, you know, and I presented my ambitions still and the hunger that I still have to to succeed. Um, yeah, I'll not play every week because of my age and my, obviously the body doesn't allow you to do such things. But towards the end of the season, I would play every game, you know, and I scored quite regularly. So I can still do it, you know, I can still score. That's all I've done throughout my career score. I obviously don't have the legs to, to run by anybody anymore, but still know where the goal is, you know. So, yeah, I think maybe that last couple of months towards the end of the season, maybe Paul seen that, I still have something there, you know, and there's still a great core of boys there. So I thought, why not? You know, let's just go for it for one more year and see see where it takes me. So um, looking back at your career um so far, so what what's your been your standout moments? I think obviously my first senior debut has to be the top of the tree. You know, that week alone, when you score your two goals and you get your first contract and was actually my birthday it was actually my 18th birthday that week as well and then go away with Ireland has to be like the, my most favourite week um, in football to be honest but then obviously winning the, the three times being the players player of the year in the league is is something that I'll always um, treasure you know because I'm not sure there's many people have had, had that three times you know especially in different countries and, and, and things like that and my Nairn days, I, I I can't really, I can't really look past my my entire Nairn days. You know the five years that the goals that I scored and and like I think it was like 173 and 178 appearances. You know, like that's probably been my most prolific time. You know, and and I think that those years has really set me up. You know, like towards the the from Martin years, and obviously the from Martin years didn't materializes I would like they have liked to have you know like and and played as many times as I would want but 
yeah, I think that those few, that first few there has, has been my most highlighted moments, you know. I think going back to Ireland changed me as a player. I had to grow up as such and change my game at times, not just run around like a headless chicken, you know. I think Ireland has sort of matured me as a footballer and maybe made me more prolific now than what I was back in then because I was so fast. I was quite rash and raw, you know. So, yeah, I think Ireland and coming back here and playing for Nairn and things like that, sort of, they'd be my highlights at times, you know. So I can't really have any other arguments bar that. I've got a few questions people sent through. A lot of them mm-hmm. are just comments. Um, um, Fraser Hobday, who plays for Turoff, tell him to stop chipping me all the time. Um, me and Fraser have a lot of funny moments. Last year was the best one yet. I said to him at half time, I was about, I says, I'll be on. You know the score. You need to stay in your line. And maybe within 15, 10 minutes of me coming on, the ball fell to me, but just inside the halfway line and I hit it first time in the volley and it went flying and what made it more special was Fraser was scrambling for it <laughs> and he dived for it backwards and I just ran up to him and I just pointed to him and I says, I told you. And he had a laugh, which was good of him, you know, and, and yeah, we, we have had some funny moments. Yeah. Um, the other one is... Um... Scott Barber, you played with uh, um, for Martin. He's saying, "Do you actually understand him?" I did not have a clue what he was saying at the start when I first went to for Martin. Between him and Hunter, I didn't know what the hell was going on. I was thinking, "Geez, oh, these boys have some lingo, like you know." And it was good crack, but kind of understanding. <laughs> 